I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of BCI, found at bci-fit.com. And I hope you're doing well today. I'm reporting in from Puerto Rico, and I'm very excited about today's episode, so let's just get started. The first question comes from Danielle, healthcare billing department manager. And Danielle asks, I am not satisfied with how my agents talk on the phone. How can I get them to sound more empathic? Well, Danielle, this is a great question. And what you are likely pointing to regarding your agent's behavior, where you say that they need to convey more empathy, is that they sound to you as if they are just going through the motions and are not sincerely engaged. They lack politeness, though they are not outwardly impolite. They lack warmth, though they are not outwardly cold. And they lack manners, though they are not outwardly rude. Well, that that I just described is the very definition of poor customer service, and it is how agents most commonly exhibit it. It is subtle and nuanced in the way it is executed by the agent, but it is highly impactful in the way that it feels to the customer or patient on the receiving end of it. (laughs) Having said that, let's look at the definition of empathy, which is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Well, the poor customer service behavior I just described does not fit this description. It is not their inability to understand and share the feelings of the person they speak with. Instead, it is that they generally sound like they do not sincerely care and that they are just going through the motions. Those two things are not the same thing. The truth is, that situations that require an expression of empathy happen only occasionally in agents' calls, typically in situations where the person expresses some life challenge or personal pain, for example, the death of a loved one or the challenge of taking care of a sick relative, financial difficulties, bodily pain, or just general frustration with the organization. Such situations require an outward expression of empathy, such as, I know this must be difficult for you, or my condolences, or I understand your frustration. While these situations routinely happen, they do not occur in most calls that agents handle. Well, what has happened in our industry is that pundits and experts that drive industry narratives now refer to poor customer service as a lack of empathy, which is wildly off-base and barely scratches the surface of the customer service challenge, the greatest challenge facing the industry today. Customer service takes place in every second of every call that agents handle every day, without exception. An expression of empathy is only occasionally required, and it is not required in most calls. What is required in every call agents handle is courtesy, the definition of which is the showing of politeness in one's attitude and behavior toward others, and professionalism, the definition of which is 
the competence and skill expected of a professional. Courtesy and professionalism define customer service and determine the quality of the customer or patient experience, while empathy, though important, is only an occasionally required part of the overall customer or patient experience picture. Okay, we're back. And the next question is from Ishan in Call Center IT, he says. And it goes like this. I read and hear about how customers have become more demanding on the phone. How do you suggest dealing with that? Well, Ishan, you need not worry. (laughs) Because the truth is that customers and patients have not become more demanding on the phone. Their needs and expectations have not changed and are not evolving either. They are now exactly as they have always been regarding how they would like their calls handled as they verbally interact with agents. I know this to be true because I study customer and patient behavior as they interact with agents on the phone for several hours every day and have done so daily for 30 years, for over 40,000 hours and counting, and nothing has changed. If it had, I would gladly tell you, but it has not, so I have nothing to report. (laughs) What has happened is that agent customer service has gotten so bad and continues to worsen that it is creating many more upset customers than ever before, and this crisis is bubbling to the surface of industry pundit discourse, as it should because it is the biggest crisis facing the industry today even though a significant portion of the industry is in denial of that. (laughs) An example of this is that rather than acknowledge that the problem is agent behavior, thus the responsibility of the call center industry, today's pundits, experts, and especially software salespersons have instead labeled this dynamic as customers now being more demanding of us. It's the customer's fault. If they had not become more demanding, everything would be perfectly fine. But now we must adjust to this quote-unquote more demanding customer whose needs are always evolving dynamic, all of which is untrue, thankfully. But this points the finger and places the blame on the customer when the problem is incompetent agents who lack courtesy and professionalism, making more and more customers upset and unhappy Upset customers are what you get when your agent's customer service skills are lacking, even when they are lacking only slightly. They must always be exceptional or there will be significant issues. I recently read an interview with a software salesperson who said that, regarding how customers interact with agents on the phone, they now demand more empathy, personalized service, and understanding than they did before. This is untrue. The reason customers may say they would like more empathy, personal treatment, and understanding is due to poor agent customer service they receive, because what defines such service is a lack of empathy, personal treatment, and understanding. It is not a situation where agents are providing good customer service and customers now want more stuff on top of that. 
Instead, it is a deficit in service quality, not a need for more service quality on top of good service quality. Customers and patients have not changed. They have not become more demanding, and their needs are not evolving. They would like competent customer service from an agent who is courteous and professional, and all too often, they get one who is not, which makes them unhappy and upset. Our industry must resist the temptation to blame its inadequacies on customers or patients and instead be strong and take a good, hard look in the mirror. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and the next question up comes from Carlos, director. And it goes like this. Do you have any ideas about reducing agent burnout and turnover? I do. <laughs> Let me first say that we have served countless call centers over a 30-year period and have never worked with one that had a burnout or turnover issue. But I read and hear everywhere what call center pundits, experts, and software salespersons call the great resignation. I also recently had a conversation with a high-level call center executive who said their turnover rate was around 10% per month, which to me is outrageously high and enormously expensive, but shows that the problem does indeed exist, at least in some call centers. But to help verify my thoughts about this issue, I researched it, and lo and behold, just as I suspected, the main complaint of agents who dislike their job is bad QA. They complain that the measurement parameters of what they get dinged on are nonsensical and unfair, making their job unbearable, forcing them to sometimes leave it. As I have repeatedly stated, today's standard QA approaches, which are the bad QA these agents refer to, do not work due to their ineffective measurement parameters. They fail to ensure that agents deliver quality performance while often alienating them, leading to low morale and high turnover rates, costing the call center industry untold amounts of revenue. Meanwhile, as the industry struggles with perpetual low customer satisfaction issues, most industry pundits fail to acknowledge the culprit which is today's traditional QA approaches, which are checklist scorecards, yes, no, and not applicable scoring, percentage scores on vaguely defined emotions, etc., and instead place the blame on demanding customers and agents' propensity for quitting. One reason our approach works so well here is that it treats agents like intelligent adults, puts their needs at the forefront, and is based on the knowledge that they are the number one thing that matters in a QA process, and that by teaching them how to deliver flawless service and holding them accountable for doing so, we make their job more pleasant. I explain to them that the primary reason for delivering flawless service is to manipulate the emotions of the person they are speaking with in a positive way that will put them, the agent, in optimum control of each call they handle, empowering them in ways they may not have known was possible, making their job more manageable and less stressful while delivering the highest standard of customer service 
because it all works together. I routinely receive emails from trainees thanking me for what I've taught them. They respect our program, helping to maintain respect for their organization, and we have never had a client with agent burnout or high turnover issues. A primary cause for agent burnout and high turnover rates and almost everything else that troubles the call center industry today is today's traditional, commonly used QA approaches, which include digital ones because they use the same QA measurement parameters as traditional QA. Excellent question. The next one comes from Dante, which I've always loved that name, and he is a director of a healthcare scheduling department. And Dante asks, my agents complain about patients being mean toward them. Do you have any tips on how to help de-escalate these situations? Well, I sure do, Dante. And while there are a couple words and phrases that we teach agents to use strategically and their work ideally when executed properly, the overriding answer to your question is that the number one rule of de-escalating calls with frustrated or angry persons is not to allow the call to escalate in the first place. This is achieved by delivering flawless customer service from the second the call begins to the moment it ends because the purpose of and inherent in the execution of flawless customer service is the control and maintenance of the customer's emotions so that they are happy at every moment and so that any frustration they may convey does not escalate. What this also highlights, however, is that failing to deliver flawless or perfect customer service is what most leads to an escalation of frustration and anger. The smallest, most subtle mistake is what most often does this, not the obvious ones. Such mistakes are symptomatic of average agent customer service, which is what many call centers accept from agents, thinking that it matters little, unaware that it is unacceptable from the customer's or patient's perspective which leads to their frustration and anger. Anything less than flawless customer service is what most leads to frustration and anger, while flawless customer service is what best stops it from escalating. When we listen to our trainees perform each day, we rarely encounter a call that escalates into frustration and anger because we have taught them precise directions on how to avoid allowing it to happen, which they greatly appreciate. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, to wrap up today, this is the last question, and it goes like this. What types of things do you have agents say that create this perfect level of service you talk about? <laughs> this is from Gerald, manager. Well, that's a good question, Gerald. And the short answer is that it is far less about adding things to what agents are currently saying than it is about ensuring that they avoid making any mistakes in what they say. Just adding things to what they are currently saying cannot turn subpar customer service into quality customer service. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Granted, in the process of teaching agents how to avoid mistakes, it is sometimes required to teach them to say something where they typically would not say anything at all. <laughs> 
but it is mostly about getting them to change the way they say things and change specific manners they habitually exhibit because those mistakes in their approach are what is causing them to deliver subpar customer service, resulting in unhappy customers or patients. We use a training approach I created called FIT, an acronym for Flaw Identification Technique. It identifies every flaw in an agent's approach, from obvious to highly nuanced, teaches them how to fix each flaw, and then holds them accountable for executing each flaw only in the corrected manner and no longer in the flawed manner anymore. (laughs) The result is that our agents consistently deliver flawless, which is a synonym for perfect, customer service at every moment of every conversation they have with patients or customers with very little variation. This approach, however, does require a significant level of communications expertise to identify what qualifies as a flaw. This is because there are many things that some might not consider to be flaws that are precisely what create mediocre to poor customer service. These flaws, often subtle and nuanced, must be eliminated to deliver quality customer service, and there is no getting around that. As is often said, the devil's in the details. (laughs) Pundits and experts who drive today's industry narratives typically espouse an approach of only trying to add things here and there to what agents say to try to create quality, neglecting to eliminate their flaws. Unfortunately, this ineffective approach is like putting whipped cream on a spoiled banana split to try to make it taste good. It will not work (laughs) because the banana split will remain spoiled and no matter how much whipped cream you put on the darn thing, it will continue to taste bad. <laughs> I would like to thank you very much for listening today to Call Center Confidential, the podcast. It is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive. So if you would like to ask a question, leave a comment. Perhaps you would like to play Stump the Expert. It's easy. You just go to our website. It's at www.bci-fit.com. There's a little blue icon. It's on the bottom right. Click that. Enter your message. You don't have to tell us who you are if you don't like to. And I might just address it in an upcoming episode. Hey, thanks again for listening. But please, as a favor, I ask, do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI. It is produced by Daniel Tucci. Music by Julian Bell. Mixing Bright Future Studios. Mm-hmm.